I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we get that all the time in my spam folder. Hey, this is the Washington Department of Justice. You owe us this. Here's a warrant out for your arrest. This is the IRS. You owe us this. We get fake notices. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are real. You should yeah. you should stop ignoring your bench and speak to an attorney. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Data Breaches, where we cover five of the most interesting data breaches from this last week and one of our favorite bourbons. I'm Steve. Michael. Kendall. Damian. Well, for the two. Howdy. This is Miguel. Frank. Martin. To story number one. Okay, guys. Um, story number one. This is uh, a really interesting story because there were about 300 WordPress sites that were being hacked in a fake ransomware attack. Uh, a new wave of attacks starting late last week has hacked close to 300 WordPress sites to display fake encryption notices. Uh, trying to trick the site owners into paying 0.1 Bitcoin for restoration. Um, what do you guys think about this story? It's difficult for me to disguise my admiration. That's <laughs> exactly. That's an, <laughs> if you can get them to pay without I, doing any work, I feel I feel really bad about it. Well, well, they didn't work. So, like, yeah. it's a weird situation where you have enough skill to take over a WordPress site, but not enough skill to deploy ransomware. Correct. That's right. But why would you need to if you can get paid? Mm -hmm. but, but evidence showed they didn't get paid. Right. But I feel like once you can break into a WordPress site, you should be able to deploy ransomware. It, like it's a weird- Yeah, that's a good point. Where you can break in, but not deploy. Very half-assed of people if you- if these people, if you think about it. I think well, it's very reasonable because, I mean, they are only asking for 0.1 Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, that's Wait, really a ransomware. That's, that's, that's the genius part. Yeah. yeah. The genius it's really clever, actually. Which is much cheaper. Right. And it's an clever. admin might just pay it. Yep. We have come to the point where ransomware has its cheap imitation. <laughs> well, the beauty is, the beauty is, if you start to weigh that against a WordPress consultant to fix your site, if you don't know what you're doing, it's much cheaper and much faster to just pay. Yeah, six red. Like the Walmart of WordPress for of ransomware. I mean, one one point uh, point one Bitcoin is what, like six hundred dollars? Six rand. Six thousand. Yeah. What is that in pesos? No, that would be that would be ten percent. But this is one percent. What's, what's right? the current cost of Bitcoin? It's either twenty thousand or sixty thousand. I think it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Bitcoin. It's somewhere in that range. It just went from sixty to twenty thousand as we've been talking. Yeah, oh and God. and back to sixty. <laughs> back to sixty. <laughs> uh, I I think. Uh, Technically, this is interesting. All they did was hijack a plugin and WordPress heavily, the whole ecosystem heavily relies on, uh, on plugins. Um, one of the big selling points of WordPress is, hey, we're, we've got so many plugins. So uh, lesson here is be careful what you install. Don't, don't sure. just really nilly install anything. 
but think all the way through it, right? So customers go to your site and they see that you're that you've been taken over by ransomware, right? And then what's your response? No, 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 you don't understand. They didn't actually deploy any ransomware. It didn't encrypt. They just messed up with our site and they ran away. Right. That's a, right. That's exactly what the guilty party would say. Yeah, Brilliant. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a plugin. We just installed a bad plugin. Trust us. It's all it was. It trust yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult for me to disguise my. my and, right. team. You're I welcome. Think Mark wanted to make a comment. Yes. Oh, I want to say it's it's pretty clever because uh, it's not even targeted to big companies but individuals. So they are not likely to hire a specialist or something to to solve it. Well, I think I, I agree with you, but I think at some point, if you if you allegedly were caught by ransomware and you were having a rough time around that, and the the paid, I mean, the, the bounty, it's six hundred dollars. Yeah, probably you should think that either your information it's really worth nothing, or you're not getting really hijacked by ransomware people. I see. Reminds me of the last VNB where we had like the whole Argentinian population's like data stolen. So it's like that's six hundred dollars value. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And, I mean, and unfortunately, I bet. Messi is five hundred and ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, five ninety-eight. If you were to stretch that value, yeah, maybe six hundred. But I would go. More, I would lean more towards a hundred dollars, fifty dollars. Oh my god. Okay. Um, story number two, you guys. So this one has affected a lot of people, basically 7 million to be precise. And uh, Robinhood says that a hacker who tried to extort the company got access to data for 7 million customers. However, they're claiming that no social security or bank card numbers were accessed, the company said. Um, I know some people have been affected by this breach who are in this room. So please voice your opinions. That sounds like a guy pulled from doing DUI and saying, hey, I didn't crush nobody. That's right. <laughs> the explanations are so lame. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> to the others, I didn't cause any accident. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill anyone. So I should be let go. I'm speaking now to No, it's cool. So it's all good. It's all good. I didn't kill anyone. All I know is that GameStop closed at 220, almost 229 today, and I don't use Robinhood. As he sinks into his chair. AMC was up over 40 bucks today, too. AMC and GameStop. Did they say definitively that there is no social security numbers? Or they think there was no they, system. They, they think. Yeah. I, I think that there has to be because the platform is <clears throat> open and it, transparent. But they said it in a news but to, so. to, the, to the other 6,999,999 users who were also affected, I think we all knew what we were getting into when we got that free invitation over text <laughs> with a free share of whatever company we we decided on. And so uh, I can't say I didn't have it coming. Yep. Free, free app that actually gives you a stock. Then I then I am the customer. Yeah, I, I you am, are the no, you are the app. What did yeah. you think you were getting into? Listen, I'm not I'm not saying 
I didn't enjoy my time on it. And I'm not saying I didn't have it coming. I got exactly what I asked for. Okay, so Did for... You? For about 310 people, additional personal information, including names, date of birth, and everything was exposed, but no social security number or like that. Yeah. So, so this is this is my problem. If someone can say your social was not stolen, mm -hmm. but they can't say exactly what was stolen, we have a problem. Like yeah. all of these companies hire lawyers to say, well there may have been exposure mm -hmm. to your date of birth and first and last name, but we don't know for sure. So we're not obligated to give you identity theft protection, mm -hmm. but we know it wasn't your social. There's a disconnect there because if yeah. they may have exposed one thing, like, and they don't know if the hacker did or how deep they penetrated or what they exfiltrated. There's no way they, they know that unless they can definitively say what was taken. And if, the, if they can say in 391 cases, it was this and not that, mm -hmm. they know. I think they know. Yeah, yeah, but, but they don't disclose it. It's That's the of course, of course not. Is if you ah. can disclose what was not stolen, then you should be legally required to say- 100%. Let, let's agree that a much better corporate strategy is just to be upfront, get out ahead of it, Tell every single affected user what's up. Yeah. And people will respect you much more for it. Yeah. yeah. And how about not waiting six months or whatever, right? And I also want to say that this was, uh, this happened due to an unauthorized third party who socially engineered a customer support employee by phone. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked. Engineering the call center. Love it. <laughs> it's the number one vector, baby. Social engineering. It's no accident. Your business. People are easy to hack. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked that this would happen to Robin Hood. Absolutely shocking. shocked. Shocking. Oh it's my God. Shocking. So uh, let's start with our bourbon break. So today we have uh, a very nice bottle of Garrison Brothers. So Garrison Brothers right here. Uh, Garrison Brothers is typically out of our budget. So we got the boot flask, which is a fun little way to stretch your budget to a nice bottle uh, when you're only buying half a bottle. Uh, so Garrison Brothers boot flask is a Texas straight bourbon whiskey uh, and it's 94 proof and it's born and bred in high Texas. Divya, tell us more about Garrison Brothers. Okay, you guys. So the 94% proof bourbon, the boot flask is a convenient size. It's 375 uh, uh, milliliters. And it's a small batch bourbon whiskey from Texas. Um, on Total Wine, it says that it's an award-winning bourbon whiskey that you've always enjoyed or wanted to try. But now in a handy little bottle designed to fit inside your most comfortable pair of boots. Which is um, kind of nonsense. I know. That um, is crazy. It is. I would not put this in a shoe of any sort. No style. way. That is nuts. Mm. Um, also, on the tasting notes, you have subtle notes of golden, delicious apple meat and honey. Sweet floral. Apple, apple meat? Is that meat that's flavored with apple or the meat of an apple? It's. I it's amb it's ambiguously fabulous. 
<laughs> I think it's the meat of an apple. Apple meat. Come on, man. They have springtime flavors of honeysuckle and orange candy, yellow pound cake, baking spices, lemon gumdrops, and sugar cookies. Long and engrossing <laughs> finish. Sir, on the nose, I'm getting a lot of corn, uh, sweet corn. Uh, I guess I could see some of like the sugar cookie uh, and, and baking Maybe spices. Yellow pound cake. Yeah, like some some of the baking stuff, sort of. It's it's really spicy on the nose, but it really doesn't finish that way, and it has a very short finish. I'm not getting a lot of aftertaste. I mean, it's it's spicier than I like, but actually, I find it very drinkable. So I get a little bit of upfront alcohol burn, but not a lot, and uh, it it tastes like so it's it's a corn forward or corn aggressive uh, <laughs> bourbon. Um, but it doesn't taste just like regular corn. It, there's, there's something going on in the corn. The corn is more interesting than your average corn. Um, and so like I had heard about Garrison Brothers, I've heard good things. Um, I didn't expect it to be uh, so focused on the corn. Usually when you think of like a premier bourbon, you're thinking of something that's got more oak notes or like vanilla notes. It's more of a, uh, you know, aged, well-rounded um, uh, bourbon flavor. Um, and this is, this feels very um, young and also is, is surprisingly corny. Um, so I like it. I'm just very surprised. What, what do you guys would think? Would you think that the, would you say that the flask is a good value? So, so the boot flask is a great way to take a small budget and buy something you really want. It's like, hey, uh, I'm allowed to spend up to this, so I'll buy a half bottle. Um, and so the boot flask, um, I've always wanted to try Garrison Brothers. And so I'm not at all upset about this purchase. I, I think it's a good purchase. I think, um, if I had purchased a whole bottle of Garrison Brothers, I would maybe be confused. Um, but I, because I personally don't like a corn heavy bourbon. So I think this is a fun one to try and a fun one to have on hand, but this is not going to be a day drinker for me. Wait, I have a question. I mean, the price that we saw in Total Wines, the one that Didia showed, is that for the for the flask? Mm -hmm. Yes. That, that's for the, the half bottle. Yeah. That's, that's an expensive bourbon. Yeah. Quite a steep bourbon. Yeah. A full yeah. bottle would be Seven. 70 to 75. That's a lot of money for. for that's bourbon. like 12 gallons of Rebel Yell. Or red blooded American. <laughs> now I get the idea. That was a good comparison. Yes. That was the best comparison. Yeah. Oh, Lord. definitely. Yeah. Well, gallons, baby. I, I like it. I know that Garrison Brothers is uh, sought after and they have special lines like uh, they have a very special bourbon that they release in limited quantities that are that's very hard to find. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, this is a fun one. I'm enjoying it. Uh, no complaints. Um, and I, I would I'm glad that I got the boot flask rather than uh, something uh, bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's good to try out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's been the bourbon break. All right, Davia. Okay. Um, story number three, you guys. So this is pretty much tied in with the previous story about where Stacey pointed out that uh, people do not disclose um, what has been stolen. And uh, in this case, Eskenazi patients receive a letter in the mail alerting them about a cybersecurity breach six months ago. Um, so what they also said in the letter, and you know, it's snail mail, so maybe your date of birth, name, age, address, uh, physician name, insurance information, prescriptions, license numbers, social security, credit card information could have been impacted. So they thought that it was a better plan to send out this letter six months ago. And uh, it appears to be that they don't have any remorse about this. So what no. do you think about in, in shameless self-promotion, do you know when we had this one? So, so you think six months is a long period of time, but we often see mm -hmm. breaches announced by ransomware gangs. Mm -hmm. the, the, the bad guys in the story do a better job announcing breaches than the companies themselves. We see delays of three months, six months, 10 months between a ransomware gang saying, hey, we broke into this company. And when the company provides an official disclosure, and the only reason the company is providing an official disclosure at that time is it's the last date that they uh, are legally allowed to disclose to that state. So they're waiting the maximum period of time before they have to disclose. Oh. And that happens well, about a incentives. Lot. When did um, that happens a lot. It happens all the time. Yep. That was a hospital, right? Yep. Yep. That's a lot of personal information there. Oh my God. Yeah. So for six months, the hackers could have done whatever they wanted with that, which by the way, medical fraud is real mm -hmm. and it's a major concern and it can cause death. People don't know that the number one cause of that is so that people can have procedures done on themselves so that they can fake your insurance information, have a use for you in, in, in the course of which they will change things like your blood type. And it's the most lucrative for the hackers, right? It is. Yeah. Well, there's no safeguards for it. I mean, uh, a fraudulent medical procedure. Do you really think that like Medicare and Medicaid have like enough resources to detect which procedures are fraudulent or not? Not, not in a million years. No. And I mean, also my question is like using snail mail and like letters when we live in a world that's so like technologically advanced that everybody gets in an email, they choose to use like letters to send to people. And they apparently sent it out on like October 1st. Right. And now we're in November. So that's another delay of a month. It's is... because they are abiding by the letter of mm -hmm. the law. The letter of the law, mm -hmm. which says that here's what you can get away with. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> These laws are not uh, built for um, the consumers. Mm -hmm. These laws are like at a minimum, here's what you should be doing as a business. Right. And if you clicked on the link and read Eskenazi's 
explanation. Yeah, it's terrible. They, they care nothing about their patients, anyone else. They don't care. All they care about is risk mitigation for themselves. Yep. Period. Yeah. Done. In reality, you were given six months notice, but in reality, within hours of your data being stolen, it's going, it, someone's going to try and use that data. Yep. Yep. We got it from Vice Society in August. And someone actually called us about that notification because they had just gotten their COVID shot there and they mm -hmm. felt that that aligned really nicely with all the information that they gave in order to get their COVID vaccine. Oh, my goodness. Right? Oh, wow. And so we, we saw what, August 3rd, you said? August 3rd is the first time uh, we were told that there was an attack. The 19th, it was confirmed. Yep. So we got it in August from the hackers mm -hmm. and they disclosed it in November. And that's what I'm talking about, the spirit and not the letter of the law. You're exactly mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. Uh, story number four, British news website that was uh, recently hacked. And... British News wants users and viewers to know they are, quote, terribly sorry, unquote. Terribly sorry. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, these old boy, unquote. Good old boy. <laughs> this isn't the BBC. Sorry, old dog. This is not actually the BBC, but uh, apparently a secretive Israeli company helped hack a British news site and they used, uh, and the hackers were able to take over the devices of some people who visited the website and control it. This is, this is the same, this isn't a secretive group, this is group, mm -hmm. group IB, Kandiru. right? Um, right. The company, Kandiru? No, the group. I think it's Kandiru. It is yeah, it's Kandiru. I know this was group IB. Is this not the group IB where the founder was, no? Okay. I don't think so. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, these types of companies exist. Uh, Hack Team out of uh, Italy was a well-known uh, mm -hmm. infiltration group that basically found zero days and sold it to governments around the world. They spied on journalists and they, you know, spied on everyone. Mm -hmm. So this is not uh, new. Um, and I think the U.S. just started cracking down on a few of them, but mm -hmm. there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, one of the names uh, on there, I think they just kind of dropped it in the article. I don't think they had anything to do with it, is the world famous NSO group. And uh, I believe the U.S. is starting to crack down on, on NSO. Yep. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. If you're helping hackers hack, are you really not a hacker? You're yeah. a hacker. Yeah. So That's just because you're in Israel doesn't mean you can hack British journalists. Correct. Wouldn't that make you an accomplice or aiding and abating? Yeah. It would be one of those laws. Mm -hmm. it, both. Right. But it is the same thing with Hack Team. How did Hack Team get away with it for so many years? Because they're only arresting anybody. It's, it's 
Israel arresting it? No, has of course, Israel bur- bur- broken down of the doors of the NSL group? And also, they, they are being used by governments. So that's also a little bit sketchy because apparently this group has been used by. Yeah, they're, they're doing which governments can't directly pay they're, for it. They're double dipping. That's uh-huh. what they're doing. Yeah, like, and, and you have to say which governments? Myanmar and North Korea? I mean, come on. Probably all of them. I mean, so here, here's the thing that uh, I think a lot of people know. Israel probably has, I would say, the best cybersecurity attack group in the world. That includes all the Russians and Chinese, too. It unit is very, very elite. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Unit 4200. 40, um, and these groups, like NSO, are founded by former members of this unit. Allegedly. So, not only are they are, are they very well trained and very good at what they do, but they also have government connections here. Massive. And the resources. Yeah. It's a unit of the IDF. I mean, of course. Number five. And I want to say this is probably my favorite story of the week. Um, so the ah. FBI's email system was hacked and they sent <laughs> out fake cybersecurity alerts uh, to thousands of people, mm. some of them including journalists. So um, they kind of like, they publicly disclosed it and they were like, yeah, you know, this was a sophisticated chain attack. What do you guys have to say about this? I don't know how sophisticated my data been, but the reality is that that, that information is going all over around the internet so definitely even if it was sophisticated it got somehow like distributed all over the place mm-hmm. yeah that's very that's very correct there's a very good chance that none of the uh conceivably in this type of attack there's a very good chance that the fbi systems were never compromised but the attackers right. were able to at least forge emails from the FBI. That's pretty impressive. No, I, I thought one of their servers got compromised and it was the server that sent out the notices. Yes. And that's, and that's how the hacker was able to do it because these were, the, this wasn't phishing or vishing or smishing. These were official FBI emails just sent fraudulently from their server. How would you describe those emails if you had to choose an adjective? <clears throat> untrustworthy so um so i i I do think there was compromise in order for these emails to go out they just compromised the server that would send out notices i i found it interesting that um the fbi sends out notices Mm -hmm. if they believe you're compromised I cannot attest for the validity of those emails, but I, I know for a fact we all do actually, that there are a bunch of emails that are from the FBI allegedly going around throughout all the websites. I, I also, so I also find it interesting that it was only a few months ago that the federal government was hacking into servers to apply exchange patches mm-hmm. and yet their own servers get compromised like this. I also find it interesting that the same federal government was just laying out guidelines of why and how not to pay ransom in case you're 
mm -hmm. uh, taken over. Mm -hmm. My how the turntables. And it, it, they're claiming that it's a software misconfiguration <laughs> that temporarily allowed an actor to leverage the law enforcement enterprise portal uh, to send fake emails, but no. Yeah, 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 yeah. The leap. They the call leap. it the leap. Yeah. It's like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I the leap. Exactly. The fact and that you notice it. And and only and only two pies are missing from the fridge, but I highly doubt that anybody was able to access my house. Yeah, it's it's a bold position to say I can hack into you when you're vulnerable. But when I get hacked, it was a temporary misconfiguration. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Hey Shu, what are your thoughts on emergency powers? <laughs> <laughs> She once told me he thought the government was a temporary misconfiguration. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's damn right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who was that? That's that was Paul. Oh, okay. She thinks all taxation is without representation. Yeah. <laughs> Texas succession. Martin, give us your thoughts on the FBI. Uh, okay, now, I think uh, if the FBI was uh, hacked, we are all in trouble and they must be looking for new engineers and uh, people working for them because uh, it's pretty heavy. I know. FBI is like a top level security. That's a, that's a story. That's a story. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. If the FBI gets hacked, what's left for the rest of us? Well, that's again allegedly top level. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw movies. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the movies. They are very like, uh, They are very smart in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Man, you guys give the FBI. Hey, Sue, are you afraid of the ATF? <laughs> probably should be a little bit more. Yeah, than the probably oh, should be. Silence on that one. Yeah. Well, we don't. <laughs> Here's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. He says yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No more. All three. Tobacco. That wasn't a menu. <laughs> uh, I don't care about the alcohol and tobacco. <laughs> This has been an episode of Bourbon and Data Breaches. If you like what you saw today, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you hated everything you saw today, sorry. Uh, argue <laughs> with those people and like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, until next time.